You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, welcome to episode 161 of the Blended Family Podcast. I hope that you're all doing well. Last week was the Valentine special, which was a great interview with Eric Newton of the Together Podcast. But this week, I thought I'd stay on the topic of relationships. It is Valentine's Day this week. Before I get to that, I have some announcements for you. First, an update on the intro. If you remember a few weeks ago, I read you an email I got from a listener who did not like my intro to the show. I asked for some feedback from you. I had one other person respond that they absolutely hated it. And two people isn't really enough to make me change it. However, it has been over three years, and I wouldn't mind changing it anyway to keep things fresh. So at some point, that will be done, but honestly, not right away. I have too many things on my plate right now, but you can expect that in the future. There was some feedback from that second listener that did trouble me, and I wanted to bring it up here in case it's on anyone else's mind. She was very offended at my tagline, which is, all you need is love. Not only is that tagline in my outro of the podcast, it's also part of my branding. It's on my logo. And she feels that I'm implying that really that's all you need is love and that then you will have the family of your dreams. And that is not at all what I'm implying. If I was, then I wouldn't have a show. I fully understand the hard work it takes to keep a blended family together. I'm living it every day. It does take a lot more than just love. I know that. It's simply a tagline, as well as something that I preach in my life to those around me, the importance of love, how love can help us overcome challenges and conflicts, that when you can have love for someone, you can see them in a different light. And that's all I mean by that. So that I'm not going to change. Love is the driving force in my life, and that is why I chose that tagline. Okay, moving on. I'm making some changes and I'm reformatting the show just a little bit. So here's what you can expect moving forward. The first show of the month will remain the interview show. That's been like that for a while where I bring on a guest as well as do the monthly giveaway. For those of you who are new, each month I choose a winner from my list. Once you join my list, you are automatically entered to win each month. The link for that is blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. The second show of the month, the topic will be based around self-help, like today's show, for instance. As you know, I'm really big on that, and it is super important for coping and a blended family. The third show will be a topic directly about a blended family struggle or issue. And the fourth show will be me answering your questions. If there is a fifth Monday in the month, there will not be a show. So you'll always get your four shows a month. And why am I doing this? Well, for one, it's much easier for me to plan out what I need to when I have a little bit more structure. I think it helps you all to know what to expect from me each week. And I've gotten some feedback that you all like the listener questions. And that helps me too, because instead of me having to write back so many emails every week, I can save time by adding some of those questions to the show. And plus, many of you write to me with very similar questions Sometimes it helps to hear what others are struggling with, and I can help many of you at the same time instead of just one. And that being said, if you write to me and you don't want me to read your question on a future show, 
please let me know that in the email. If you don't, I'm going to assume that it's okay to share. If you need me to change some details to keep it anonymous, that's fine, but make sure again that you let me know. Okay, so now that I'm doing this with the listener questions, please continue to send your questions to me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Last, and I don't talk about this a lot, but I do have a voicemail service. If you ever wanna leave me a question or feedback or just hello by voicemail, uh, that's a great place to do it. As we start doing these listener question shows, you might even find that you wanna leave some advice for another listener, or you might just have a tip to share, or a rant, or a win. I'd love to hear from you, and I might even play your call on a future show. So just go to speakpipe.com slash blendedfamilypodcast. Now, all of the links that I mention are in the show notes or the show description for you, so you can refer back to those later. All right, now let's get right into our topic, appreciating your relationship. Something that many couples and blended families find hard to do It's easy to appreciate a relationship that is more simple when there are no children in the mix and all you have to worry about is what you'll eat for dinner and where you'll take your next vacation. When it comes to blended families, we don't have those luxuries. Our lives are consumed by responsibilities and all kinds of added stressors that children and exes bring. Instead of feeling light and carefree, we feel bogged down, stressed out, and overwhelmed. We end up arguing with our partner And how could we possibly appreciate our relationship then? Here's what I run into with a lot of people. They question whether or not they want the relationship to continue. Things get rough and they think the grass is greener elsewhere. Now, everyone does this occasionally, but couples and blended families, I think, go through this much more frequently because it's hard. No one will ever say that it's easy to be in a blended family. Remember, starting out, you didn't have the luxury of dating without children in the mix. That makes a huge difference. When couples begin a journey alone without children, they have time and energy to focus on their relationship so that later on, even when things get hard, they can go back in their minds and focus on those good times. They can remember why they're together and it gives them a reason to try harder. On the other hand, when couples begin their journey together as parents of a blended family, they don't have that time. They have moments of time, but come on, once we're parents, that consumes us. Even on date night, you're talking about the kids, possibly getting calls or texts throughout the night. How many nights of yours were interrupted by an ex or a sick child? There's no reminiscing of a simpler time, a time where the focus was just the two of you, because you never had it. So when things get really rough, you can't find that silver lining. And the thoughts that run through the minds of couples and blended families Is this worth it? Will things ever be okay? These kids will never get along. My stepkids will never accept me. It would be easier to split up. Do I even want to be a step-parent? Do I want to be in this relationship? I'd rather find someone without kids. This will never work. This is too much work. Have you ever said those things to yourself or to your partner? Sean and I have both had feelings of defeat over the years. That's normal. But the grass isn't always greener elsewhere, and I'll tell you why. The divorce rate is very high, and new blended families are being formed every day because of that. And every blended family, and I mean every single one, is going to come with its own unique challenges. Sure, some will struggle more than others, I know that. But to me, it's far easier to try to make your current situation work 
than to find a new one. Chances are the new situation is going to come with new challenges and then you're starting all over again from square one. Now let me say, if you're having serious issues, sometimes breaking up and moving on is necessary. If you don't love one another anymore, move on. Don't stay where there's no love because it'll never work. But if there is love, you might want to hold on because why start over when you can work on what's in front of you? But your judgment can get clouded with all of the stress. And before you know it, you're both ready to call it quits. Instead of doing that, put some energy into healing what's broken in your own relationship. Put in the work. And it is work. All relationships are. Once you stop working, relationships fall apart. They take consistent effort on both sides. And it's not 50-50. You need to both put in 100%. You'll fall short sometimes, and that's why you each need to put in extra. Here's your homework assignment this week, and I want you to do another writing exercise, a love note to your partner. Whether you choose to give it to them or not is up to you. The exercise is for you, so it doesn't matter. Although it is Valentine's Day, so it could be a lovely gift. You can make a list, or you can choose to write it as a letter, and I want you to write down all of the things that you appreciate about your partner. Everything, even the small things. Here are some examples. I love when you bring me coffee in the morning. I appreciate when you help my kids with their homework. You're such a wonderful cook. You smell amazing. I mean, it could be anything. Make it yours, make it special. If you give it to your partner, keep a copy for yourself. That way when things are bad, you can read it to remind yourself the reasons why you love and appreciate them. We often spend so much time focusing on what's wrong with our partner. How often do we focus on what's right? Do you ever notice that when you get annoyed at your partner, everything about them annoys you? All of a sudden, all you can think about is every little thing that they do wrong. Instead, next time, take a different approach. As soon as that irritation wells up in you, replace it with a different thought. So if you're mad your husband didn't do something that you asked, remind yourself of something he did that was helpful another time. If your wife gave you an attitude, remind yourself that yesterday she gave you a loving touch or embrace. It's all about perspective and what we choose to place focus on. So aside from that exercise, which helps you notice all the ways you appreciate your partner, I'd also like to help you appreciate your relationship. What do you like about your relationship? This is more than just personality traits. What about your relationship is right? Do you communicate well? Do you have a lot of fun together? Is the sex amazing? Do you co-parent well? Again, most of the time we focus on what's wrong. Have you looked at what's going right? I can tell you right now what's right and wrong in my own relationship. These are good things to know so that you can always work to make things better. Make it into a list. I bet when you sit down to really contemplate, you'll find that there are more things you appreciate than not. It can help you realize that if you try to go elsewhere, you might not find all of what you have right now. Before I go today, I'm going to give you my five tips to help you appreciate and nurture your relationship. There are many more than five, but these are at the top of my list today. Number one, date night. I don't care if it's a date night or a day lunch, a gym class or a movie, dinner at home and a bath. What I do care is that you do it alone, just the two of you. No kids and no mention of kids whatsoever, unless, of course, there's an emergency Use the time to only enjoy one another's company. And I recommend doing this at least once a week. 
And some of you might say that's impossible. I'm not suggesting anything costly or fancy. It could even be a two-hour excursion to the grocery store. Okay, so that's not ideal, but if you're alone, it still helps. The point is find time alone every week. Number two, communicate. Proper communication can actually bring you closer together. When you can learn to talk openly with love and understanding, you can heal relationships. Bottling things up, and I know this because I did it for many years, causes frustration and resentment. I loved Eric's idea last week, the three plus one, where he recommended telling your partner three things that are going well and one thing that needs some work. It's a great idea to get the conversation moving in a positive and helpful direction. Number three, connect. Connection doesn't need to be only in the bedroom or when you're on that date night. Connection needs to happen daily. With the chaos of life every day, it's easy to just pass by one another and maybe send some texts, but that's not good enough. Physical touch is so important. Hold hands just because. Give a kiss goodbye when you leave. And hugs, those are essential. You can easily become roommates when you're parents, and that isn't going to help your relationship. Make sure you connect physically every single day. Number four, be the other's anchor. Sometimes when people, well, both people in a relationship are struggling, it's hard to help the other. And what happens is that you're both so frustrated and you take it out on one another. Instead, be sure to be the partner you want for yourself, someone who is there to catch their partner when they fall, who can wipe away the tears, someone who can lift the other out of a depression. You're a team. Don't forget to operate as a team, especially when things get hard. And number five, love unconditionally. Very hard to do. We automatically love our children this way, but not our partners. It requires effort, patience, and understanding. It would be easier to love your partner unconditionally when you can understand that they're doing the best they can, that they're on their own journey, that they struggle too. We don't stop loving our kids when they make a mistake or when they disappoint us. We don't expect perfection from our kids. So why can't it be that way with our partner, the person we decided to spend our life with? And I'm sure you want to be loved unconditionally back. So again, those tips are have date nights, communicate, connect, be the anchor for your partner, and love unconditionally. I hope that you all enjoyed today's show. Yes, it is Valentine's Day this week, but I always say you need to nurture your relationship all year long, not just this week. Please do the exercise I gave you, the love note to your partner, all of the things you appreciate about them. You can decide whether you'll give it to them or not. Also consider making that list of all the things you appreciate about your relationship. Keep them close by, and when you're upset, you can read them for a reminder. We all need a reminder sometimes when things get tough. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you all. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back next week with another show. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.